Greg Davis here. Thank you for being with us, and uh, we're excited to welcome back to the program, although it's been a couple of years, Pastor Jensen Franklin joins us. His new book is out, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt, Outstanding. And uh, Pastor Jensen, good to have you, man. The book's doing great. Number one in Chris- Christian Inspirational right now. Thank you, Greg. It's an honor to be back with you. Absolutely. Well, let me say it's number one on Amazon and number seven, the hardcover and then the uh, the Kindle. So uh, you got two of the top ten going. So folks are getting the book. They're uh, they're they're enjoying it. They're growing from it. Tell us uh, about the book and uh, why you wrote about love and why you did it now. Well, I think it's really striking a chord with right where people are in their families and and sometimes in their lives and churches. Um, I wrote the book. I think the title uh, suggests something. It's when it says love like you've never been hurt. It suggests that it's not just love, but it's love that's been tried, love that's been through the fire, love that has been through conflict. And, you know, I I just began to notice some things about uh, several years ago, and particularly about nine years ago, we, me and my family, we went through something like we had never faced before. It was a uh, dark uh, trial, I guess you would call it, for about three years that concerned our kids and our family was fragmented and broken and you know at the same time our ministry was exploding and it was just this this crazy season where it felt like our family was falling apart and and there was hurt there was you know uh, confusion and and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness in all of our hearts and and we got to a place where this phrase came across my desk, love like you've never been hurt, and it began to hit me personally. It was more about my reaction of what had happened with one of our kids and then a couple of our other kids that we went through during this season, and, um, you know, it it began to work in us, the, the blessing of forgiveness, and I began to dream that God could use what we've been through to help heal other families. Yeah, well, when people... You know, we've all been hurt, and when people think I've been hurt, they think they can't love like it didn't happen. So, so how, what does that mean? How do you, you know, flesh that out for us to love like you've never been hurt? People would think that's not possible. Yeah, and I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I know what it's like at, to to have been hurt deeply, and I know what it is to hurt others with my words yeah. and my attitude and my my own bitterness and. I think that my wife and I, when we wrote this book, we decided to be brutally honest. We decided to pull back the facade and remove the ministerial front of perfection that, that sometimes we think people in ministry project. Uh, but I assure you, the case is there there are no perfect families, and uh, and we just decided to share our own story in, in a very raw, real way. Um, when I talk about forgiveness, I hear sayings like some of the things I wrestled with was forgive and forget. Well, what in the world does that mean? How do you forget something that has hurt you deeply? How do you forget, let's say, somebody rips you off uh, tens of thousands of dollars in business or or somebody, uh, you know, turns around and, and, uh, and does something to one of your children and hurts or abuses one of somebody you love? I don't think it means you get amnesia to forget, right. to forgive somebody, but I do believe that it means um, you remember it differently. 
In other words, it actually becomes a, a point of reference of how far you have come by the grace of God from a place where you were really hurt and broken and, and angry with someone, but by God's grace and help, you can look back on it and you don't remember it the same. You remember it differently. You remember that you know that, that God made that a point of reference of how far he can bring you if you'll allow his love and grace to get a hold of your heart. Uh, Pastor Jensen Franklin with us, uh, the new book, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. And uh, in chapter two, you, you talk about that, uh, love never fails. And you say you just you have to choose. There's some things you have to choose, some choices that you have to make, right? Absolutely. I think I think when, when you understand, you know, just the how much Jesus taught about forgiveness and how much the Bible speaks about it uh, and love particularly. There are only two chapters in the Bible that are devoted to one subject. Uh, God says these subjects are so important that I want to devote a whole chapter to just two topics. Mm -hmm. And the first one is faith, and that's in Hebrews chapter 11. And then the second one is love, and that's 1 Corinthians 13. And I think a lot of times, Greg, people think that if somebody does something, in, in our case, one of our daughters goes off to school and she gets around the wrong crowd, the same old story, starts doing the party life, and next thing we know, she's in much, much deeper than she ever dreamed she would be. And We bring her back home from school. It was, it was a dark time, and then we thought things would get better. It got only worse. Uh, she ends up running away and and uh, and sending us a text that she had gotten married, and mm. that began kind of a domino thing in our family and with her siblings and anger and bitterness and upset and people hurt and 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 us hurt as parents, you know. And um, so one thing led to another to where we just felt like. You know, the arguments, the, the dynamic of our family, our home, our, our, the atmosphere of our home was tense. And it seemed like every other day there was something new that we were dealing with. All of this happening while the ministry was exploding. During the same period, we go on national TV and we, you know, just amazing things start happening. And, uh, uh, you know, I wrote a book and it became a New York Times bestseller. And it's like my family's falling apart. And God, we've done everything we know to do. And this, this is who I wrote the book for, Greg. Yeah. I wrote it for people who, who are dealing with a, with a child that, that may have an addiction to alcohol or, or drugs or, or somebody who's gone through a divorce or somebody who's had a child tell them, you know, I'm gay. And so what do you do? What do you, do you just throw them away? Do you just, do you say, well, I'm done because your lifestyle offends me or how you're living right now? Absolutely not. This is where we in the body of Christ have got to learn to love like we've never been hurt and also love people who don't believe and see like we see presently. Yeah. Um, well, during that time, did you ever, um, just as a pastor, did, did you ever feel like I should step aside out of the pastoring or out of the ministry? Uh, did you feel I unworthy? Like did the, the devil beat you up with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And and I think that's that's another reason why I wrote the book when I talk about removing the ministerial front. Um, I, absolutely. I, I, there were times, you know, we were trying to get help. We were doing all that we knew to do. But 
I, I would have, hear the accuser, you know, Satan, just whisper in my ear, how are you going to get up to preach? How are you going to even get a sermon together uh, with the kind of week that you've had with your own children? You know, how do you, aren't you a hypocrite? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I had an elderly minister who's been like a mentor to me, he's 84 years old, and he called me in the middle of all of this one time, just been a, like a like a week of of hell in the home, to be honest. And he called me, and he called me on a Saturday when I was in my office, and he said, said, Jensen, the Lord told me to tell you something. He said, he said, you know, God had two children that he raised in a perfect environment, the Garden of Eden, and he spent quality time with them every day. He walked in the cool of the day, according to the book of Genesis, every day, as the sun would set, God would take a time with his kids, Adam and Eve, and he said, when they messed up, he didn't resign from being God. Mm. And you're not going to resign from being the pastor and the preacher that God's called you to be. You preach through it. You refuse to quit. You keep loving your children, and you stand with them and love them and, and hold on to them, and, and love will win. And he was absolutely right. All my kids are involved in ministry. God has turned it around. But it was not a overnight miracle it took it was a three and still have challenges by the way we still have challenges but we've learned and are learning daily to love like we've never been hurt yeah pastor jensen franklin and uh i know you were here in birmingham uh, last week at uh, church of the highlands last wednesday night and uh, now we got to talk to chris and those guys over next time you're in birmingham you got to come through here and hang out with us uh, in the afternoon Hey, that's a deal. I'd we, love that. we would love to have done that. Uh, that would have that would have been good. But we're uh, glad to spend this time with you. Uh, love like you've never been hurt is the book. Uh, Hope healing and the power of an open heart. It's the uh, number one Christian inspirational book right now. Uh, it's something that's uh, really going to set a lot of people free. And we're going to take a bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, we'll uh, have a few more minutes with Pastor Jensen, and we'll just continue to get into this. You know, we feel like if we um, continue to love or accept these that have hurt us or maybe the child who like he says comes back and says that they're gay or they've run away or got pregnant out of wedlock um, that somehow we're lowering our standards or we're not meeting the standards of God so let's let's how do we deal with that Uh, we'll talk with Pastor Jensen Franklin about it when we come back on the other side we continue our visit with Pastor Jensen Franklin his uh, new book out is uh, is one that you've you've got to put your uh, your eyes or your ears to um, because it's going to deeply affect us all, because we've all been hurt, and we're all commanded to love, love like you've never been hurt. And uh, we uh, got a few more moments with Pastor Franklin. And uh, Pastor, you know, a lot of times as a parent or uh, even as a friend, if someone goes awry, as a parent like yourself, a child goes away, and you feel like if you uh, if you continue to love them or accept them, that somehow you've uh, you know you, you're missing the mark or you've lowered the standard. Um, it, it's a struggle. H- how do we love without lowering the standard? And I really believe that that is the issue for many Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear it all the time. Uh, they you know I, I raise my kids to live right. They're living in sin. They're doing this. They're doing that. And therefore, we just we just cut them off. We're done. And there is something that is that is just there's a sickness in the body of Christ. When they need our love the most, the enemy wants to divide and conquer. And you know that's what, that's how I felt. You know, with when when I when we went through what we went through, 
was it almost it so offended me and I thought offended God that maybe my response should be just just have nothing to do with them, not in a way that you don't love them, but you want them to, you, you know, it's kind of like the story of the prodigal son, just let it get worse and worse, and maybe they'll come back home. And I understand that, and there's some truth to that. But our job, I like what Billy Graham said, I was honored to be at his funeral yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and he said, uh, he said, you know, it's it's God's job to judge, it's it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, and it's my job to love. And so what we have to do is understand that love, when we love our family and love people, especially people who don't see eye to eye with us, especially people who are not doing right, that is exactly the way God loves us. He didn't wait till we got our act together to love us. He didn't wait till we had the, the things out of our life. He still loves us, and he knows everything about us. And so what what I believe God is saying is I want you to love, and love will never fail. It might take a week, it might take a month, it might take a year, but reach out, say to that child, you're still my child, I may not agree with what you're doing, I may not finance your lifestyle and the way you're doing it, If you, the way of the transgressor's heart, if you're going to go down that road, I cannot finance it. But I'm going to tell you something. You're still my child. I want to eat with you. I want to talk with you. I want you to come. I want to my house. I want to be around you. I want to be. I, I know you're not doing right, but I love you. And this is what we've got to get a hold of because presence is everything. And if we're in their life, then the light in us is greater than the darkness that the enemy is trying to deceive them with. Yeah, and and you're you're kind of fleshing this out. But my next question for you was really. Um, to flesh it out more, and, and you give some, you talk about some practical ways that we can, we can love um, like we've never been hurt, and, and those are some examples. Uh, give us a, a bigger picture of that, though, how we do it practically. I think it begins to show up uh, as as a peacemaker. You know, you find you find common ground if they're if they're living a life that kind of, you know, it really goes against the grain of the way that you that you know is right, then, then you have to find some common ground in some areas that you don't need to even talk about. Let God and the Holy Spirit do that work and just hang out with your child or hang out with that person. Maybe it's a dad that abandoned you. Or, you know, sometimes, here's what I've learned, sometimes forgiveness is not an instant thing. I give the illustration of a ketchup bottle and how that you know, when I was a kid, they used to have only the glass ketchup, Heinz 57 ketchup bottles, and mm-hmm. I used to stab it with a knife to get it out. You know, the contents <laughs> yeah. are under such pressure that when you really want to eat quick, and you don't have the squeezable bottles. You didn't back then, and they were glass. But what if you go to the Heinz 57 uh, website, they say that the reason they put that number 57, where they put it strategically on the bottle, is because if you will tap in that, on that number 57, mm-hmm. it will release the contents quicker. And that's kind of how forgiveness is. At first, you know, the first thing you had to do was get the top off of a glass bottle of ketchup. And that took a miracle just to get it open. And that's the same way with forgiveness. You've got to get open to it. You have to restart your heart. You've got to say, I want a relationship. I'm reaching out. I'm going to try. And I'm going to be at peace with the fact that everybody's not at peace with me. Sometimes people you're trying to reconcile with will not receive what you're trying to do. 
but it, as long as you do what you can do, get open to it, and then keep tapping on that on that spot of forgiveness. Keep praying about it. Keep reaching out. Keep loving. Keep calling. Keep reaching out. Uh, uh, you know, and at some point, what has been under pressure and held back will begin to release little by little, and then there'll come those gushes of love that God and only God can make happen. But it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. You have to keep tapping on that same spot and let God begin to restore the love in the family. Uh, Very good. Uh, Now, one way we really haven't addressed yet, and it's very prominent, is in in the context of marriage. Uh, Hurt in the marriage, and then you're telling the spouse, uh, you got to love like you've never been hurt. So uh, give give the married folks out there a little uh, little wisdom into how this how this works within marriage. Well, in the book, uh, I I tell about uh, my wife and I. We've been married for thirty years, and we have five kids. We've raised, we've had a teenager in our home for the last uh, basically the last uh, twenty years. It feels like, and we're now empty nesters. And so, you know, I mean, forgiveness. It, marriage is just a journey in forgiveness. I mean, if, yeah. if you don't learn to love like you've never been hurt, you're going to have a miserable, miserable relationship. You're going to be angry and bitter about something all the time. And I think that's why God puts us in marriages, to bring, you know, you hear the fruits of the Spirit, according to the Scripture, are love and joy and peace and, and, and long-suffering and patience. But the Bible's interesting. The Bible calls those things love, joy, peace, fruit, fruit mm-hmm. of the Spirit. And you don't know what you've got on the inside of you to somebody takes a bite out of you. And when they take a bite out of you, it's either bitter fruit or it's the real deal. And so sometimes it takes the worst things done to you to bring out the best in you. And I think what God wants to do is when we get offended— it can bring out the best in us. When Joseph looked at his own family that tried to take him out and take him down, and he said, you meant it for my evil, but God meant it for my good, that's when God can take what was, you know, the the worst done to you and can only bring out the best in you when you submit it to God. Wow, good stuff. And boy, marriage is a journey in forgiveness. Wow. Yes, it is. (laughs) I mean, it's brutal. Marriage is brutal, brutal on selfishness. I think that's how God designed it, because by nature, instinctively, we are selfish people. We want what we want, what we like, what we, what makes us comfortable and happy, and marriage is brutal on selfishness. It requires you to absolutely die daily and love like you've never been hurt. Well, and it's does. not fair. It's not 50-50. It's 100%. You have to give if you're going to have a marriage that goes the distance. But, boy, it's worth it. Yeah, it's 100-100, isn't it? It's not 50-50. It's 100-100. Absolutely not. I don't know where that ever came from, but it's dying to yourself. And, and you know, if you want to you want to you want to uh, take up your cross and die daily. Get married. Quit being. You know, I, t- I tell people in the book. I never had a relation issue with anybody before I got married and before I had kids. I, when I had no family and, it, and I was a single guy, and I was single until I was twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. I was a go, go, you know, go along, happy, cheerful guy. But if you're going to have relationships, the price of relationships is conflict. And then you got to know how to resolve it and get beyond your wounds. Mm, well, that's good. We, we may get you preaching here in a minute, Pastor. <laughs> I, I see you start low, and then you get wound up. Uh, well, well I, and I think, uh, 
what we got to remember God's love. And you say, choose to see people yeah. through the eyes of the Lord. Love others the way God loves you. And that's a concept that we have to get, or we can't make this work. He never gives up on us, and he doesn't wait till we get it together to love us. And that's all that I'm that I'm saying to people: is love never fails. His love didn't fail on on you, and it won't fail when you turn around and give that love to someone else. One of the ways that 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 you can love like you've never been hurt is when you begin to get control of your of your mouth and your tongue and your words. Um, I think sometimes you know we just fly into fits of rage when somebody hurts us and say things. And words are like nitroglycerin. If you look up that word in, in the dictionary, it'll say a substance used to blow up bridges. And right behind it, it says and heal hearts. Wow. <laughs> because if you if you're having a heart attack, they'll give you a nitro pill. And and your words are like nitro nitroglycerin. It can be you. Your words can blow up bridges and shatter relationships, or it can heal hearts. And we need to realize the power of death and life are in the words that we're speaking to one another. Yeah. Well, the book is outstanding. Uh, Pastor Jensen Franklin, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. I know a lot of you here in Birmingham already have the book because Pastor Jensen was here last Wednesday. And uh, I know uh, it's uh, impacting your life. And you've got a great writing style, uh, as all your other books are. You, you, you share the personal examples. And, I mean, you're open and raw in the book with what went on in your family. But then you've got the, the biblical stories, and, and but then also the modern-day illustrations. And, um, you know, this is readable for anyone. You know, it, this doesn't have to be a, a, a church-going person to pick this up. They're not going to feel like... Um, they're being preached at, or like this is a hardcore Bible study. All, it's all in there, but the way you weave it together is uh, is really, really outstanding. And uh, we want to encourage people uh, to to get this book. Uh, it's available online in the stores everywhere. Uh, any any particular place you want to send people to, to get it to Amazon? Uh, what else? Yeah, the Amazon.com is probably you know one of the easiest ways, but also you know the Christian bookstores or other bookstores like Barnes and Noble, any yeah. of them would have it. So well, we always encourage people to um, we encourage people to support the local bookstores as well. Uh, you know, if you see it in one of exactly. those, pick it up. But uh, let's keep help those folks uh, continue to do business. And uh, now, I, if I don't ask you a couple of things here, some folks gonna get mad. T- tell me about how the, you're pastoring from from Atlanta to California. Tell tell me how that's working. Well, it's it's working amazingly because my daughter, my second daughter, she married a preacher, and he was from Australia, and they took the church about four years ago as the main campus pastors, and so I just go out maybe once every six weeks, and and uh, and you know uh, usually out there and and spend all day, and uh, they are doing amazing. It, the church has just exploded, and I'm so thankful for God's faithfulness. We. We now have six campuses, and we're starting the seventh one, seventh one uh, the latter part of this year. And we're very excited about that. Well, you're trying to keep up with you're trying to go after Highlands there. You you keep up that pace. <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> I think they're doing one a year. I'm, I'm not quite quite on that lane. I'm gonna uh, run in my lane. I hear you. I hear you. And then, but then I, the other... I love those. I love what they're doing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah for sure. Made it made a great impact here in our city. And uh, and the other thing I got to ask you is. Do you only break out the saxophone at Christmas time, or, or, or does it come out other times of year? Hey, that's a great question. No, absolutely not. I, I play a lot here. Uh, we don't. We need to put it more on the telecast. Yeah, because we always see it at Christmas. Uh, 
You're right. You're absolutely right. And I, I, I need to work on that. But I love to play the sax. Music has always been a major part of my life. I play piano, too. And a lot of times on Saturday, when after I've studied, I like to take, you know, Saturday is a big day for me. It's, I study, you know, all week long, all the time. But Saturday is kind of just get in alignment with God kind of yeah. day for me. And at the end of the day, I like to I like to just go to the piano. A lot of times I'll just sing and play to the Lord somewhere by myself. And I love to play the sax. And I do it more here at the church on Sundays, but we don't necessarily broadcast it. But I'll, I'll have to work on that. I hear you. Yeah, you may, you may need to do that. And, uh, we, uh, you know, there's just one word for a guy that can write and preach and sing and play instruments like you can, Jensen. Show off. That, just just <laughs> oh. showing off for the Lord. <laughs> oh. Showing off well, for the Lord. I, well, that's right. I'll do it for him. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, just playing with you. All right, sir. We thank you for your time, and uh, we encourage everybody to get the book. We've got it linked up on all of our social media accounts. We, you'll, you'll head right over, and you'll be able to find it so easily. Pastor Jensen Franklin, always a pleasure to have you on Priority Talk here in Birmingham, sir, and God bless you. And I know the book is uh, being a mighty tool for the Lord, and we thank you for the gift. It's my honor, Greg. Thanks for all you do. Always, sir. God bless you. All righty, folks, uh, we'll let it go right there. Always, always a good conversation. One of the most humble guys we have on the program, quite honestly, uh, that, that has such a, a platform and a profile as he does. Very humble, uh, off the air and on the air. And uh, we appreciate his time.